When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Football. Vikings, Ventline, happy holiday weekend to you wherever you are. If you're on the lake, if you're on a boat, if you're at home. Doesn't matter. It's Vikings Ventline. We still bring it to you on Sunday. Uh, and we bring it to you every Sunday during the offseason and, of course, during the Vikings regular season and hopefully playoffs this year. Uh, Mackie, Judd, and myself will welcome a bunch of Vikings fans on to talk about the Vikings games. Uh, but also during the offseason, I like to still bring on fans to talk about the offseason, talk about the trades, talk about expectations coming up. I'm going to have my guy Mac here who's about to join me in just a, just a little bit to talk some 2022 expectations and whatnot. Uh, of course, this show of Vikings Ventline and Purple Daily is powered by Surly Brewing Company. If you're in town, go to the Surly Brew Hall. Great spot to enjoy a summer day or find any of the local beverages, the Furious, the Supreme, the Surly Hell. Uh, plenty of great options from Surly Brewing. They are a proud sponsor of Score North and, of course, TCL. It's football season. It'll be around the corner here in just a couple months. So make sure you get a nice new fancy TCL television. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Uh, Vikings Ventline, if you'd like to get in on a future episode, shoot me an email for the YouTube audience. It's scrolling across the bottom of the screen. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I I still have some fans that email me all the time, so please shoot me more emails. I'll gladly get you on a show. I'd like to continue this show, obviously, throughout the entire offseason. So, I mean, we're like a little more than two months away from the regular season opening. Uh, obviously, so we would love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. Intros and pleasantries aside, uh, let's get a guy, Mac, in here. Mac is uh, down in Atlanta, Georgia. We were talking off mic. You grew up in Minnesota, but then you moved to Georgia when you were seven, and you have adopted all the Atlanta teams except the Falcons. You have remained a Vikings fan. That's right. Yeah, if you look around my office, which you can't see for the most part, you'll see some Braves memorabilia. Last year was a, a great year winning the World Series and all of that, but my primary focus uh, is on Vikings football. I love your podcast. Thanks so much for bringing me on. I'm a daily listener. Um, usually enjoy the podcast while I'm at the gym or working, um, but really appreciate the opportunity to come on. Thanks, Declan. Yeah, man, of course. Uh, so when the Braves won the World Series, that must have been awesome, though, right? Like Minnesota sports, like the Vikings just want one. The Braves, obviously, uh, what, what, they, when was the last time they won? Before 90, 2021. 95. 95, right? Yeah, they had the great teams in the 90s and whatnot. But uh, yeah, the Falcons, you're, you're not, you're not going to be rooting for the Atlanta Falcons anytime soon. You made that decision very quickly in your life. 
absolutely not. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, that's another miserable fan base. You don't need you don't, and you you're doing the right thing, not rooting for both them because you're just like asking for double type of heart wrenching stuff, right? Yeah, if you're I mean, rooting I'll, for both I'll, the I'll Falcons and Vikings, I'll root against the Saints. That's for sure. But uh, there you that's go. Not the only similarity. I love that. Uh, Mac, let's uh, let, let's talk a little Kirk Cousins here. Um, I'm curious on what your thoughts are. So obviously, we're, we're Mackie Judd, myself. We get a little bad narrative sometimes that we hate Kirk Cousins. I don't think we hate Kirk Cousins. We just have high expectations for him. So I'm curious on, on your just thoughts of Kirk, but also as it pertains to this season, do you see a scenario where Kirk Cousins can carry the Vikings uh, potentially to a Super Bowl or wherever how far they go? Do you think Kirk Cousins can carry the Vikings in 2022? So I think that's... That's a pretty uh, broad question, right? I think my general answer is is yes. I, I I do. I'm one of the Kirk subscribers. I'm not I'm not a crusader. I wouldn't say, but uh, I do think he could carry the Vikings to the Super Bowl this year. Um, but I do think there has to be a lot of things to go right. Um, you know, I know when Kirk came to the Vikings, he he came in. Um, you know, Super Bowl was more or less the expectation. Um, obviously it didn't play out that way in Mike Zimmer's offense, but now with Kevin O'Connell, I think he has a history with Kevin O'Connell. Um, I think he's got a real shot with the change in scheme. Um, but like I said, you know, there has to be a lot of things that go right. I think the improved offensive line, assuming Christian Darrisaw is a great year and Bradbury's okay, um, will be important. I think a great running game and a healthy Dalvin cook and healthy is the important word there. And then Jefferson and Thielen, continuing to produce. Um, I think it's a possibility this year. I, I think um, the first step is the division and uh, in week one, beating green Bay and getting the year off to a good start. But um, yeah, I, I think he can carry the team. I think he has to have the pieces, but I think he can be the leader that he needs to be. And, and by the way, you, you told me you were coming up in uh, uh, to week one at yeah. us bank stadium and you, you, you've been there before, correct? But this is the first I time have. it's Vikings Packers. I have. This is my first Vikings Packers. I've been to the stadium now. I love the stadium. So excited. And I don't know. I, th- I mean, I think it's just going to be a breath of fresh air with the new regime in there and uh, the fans getting loud. And yeah, I'm super excited. Hopefully we can get the year off to a good start with a win, but I've listened to your podcast before and I, kn- I know the different scenarios. I think if we, a loss is still okay, um, but hoping for that win week one. Mac, what what is your thoughts on Kevin O'Connell? You know, yeah, he's this offensive guru. He's worked with Kirk before. Um, you know, I just feel like, to your point, to a lot of other people's points, that it, it's it's that breath of fresh air that you just mentioned. Um, what what are your expectations also for Kevin O'Connell in his first year as Vikings head coach? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, right, I I think in Los Angeles, Sean McVay was still calling the plays, right? So, I think it's it's going to be a big big change for him. Um, but I think having the experience with Sean McVay and having the experience, especially with Kirk cousins coming in. I mean, I think he can do a great job. I think his game management is yet to be seen um, as a head coach. Um, I mean, hopefully he can make some good use of the timeouts uh, unlike what we saw sometimes last year, but uh, no. Yeah. I I mean, I, I think he's going to be great. Um, I'm not going to be too down if he has a subpar year, but um, I really think we can be great this next year. Uh, And and also the, you know, the Packers have still, obviously controlled the NFC North for the better part of the, of the last four years. Uh, do you feel like with them losing Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers up there in age, but you know, still looking like he's still Aaron Rodgers? Do you feel like the North is not as, you know, strangleheld as, as, as it used to be by green Bay? Do you think the Vikings can eventually succeed them as maybe potentially as early as 2022? Yeah, I, I think the Vikings definitely have a chance um, 
to you know take the division this year. I think their defense obviously has to get better. Um, and you know, going forward, I think their defense is going to be a huge part of their team. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think Aaron Rodgers always just scares me um, <laughs> with just his presence, honestly, um, and, you know, the leader he is. But I, I think the Vikings, honestly, you know, with the loss of Devontae and, and others on the Packers, I think the Vikings have the better team. Um, I think they just need to make sure that it, it, it works with Kevin O'Connell and Kirk at the helm. You briefly talked about the, uh, the defense there, and obviously Mike Zimmer, that was his bread and butter, but the last two seasons, um, injuries and just ineffectiveness, poor scheming, and maybe a little bit of bad luck, but that's definitely the smallest chunk of the pie there. Uh, what the, the Vikings defense now gets added to Donatel. You have now Zadarius Smith and Daniil Hunter, hopefully healthy. Um, do you feel like this Vikings defense, you know, it might not return to what it was four or five years ago when it was number one defense in the league, but what are your thoughts on the Vikings defense in 2022? Yeah, I, I think this is a really good opportunity for the Vikings defense. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they were ranked in the 20s last year in overall defense. And this year, with like you mentioned, with Zedarius Smith and a healthy Daniel Hunter, I think there's going to be a lot more pressure on opposing quarterbacks. I think also at the cornerback position, you know, I, I think it was huge to re-sign Patrick Peterson. You know, I, I think he's a great player, and I think he's probably a lot past his prime, but his leadership in the locker room is going to be enormous. I think, you know, Cam Dantzler hey, baffled me during the season. I didn't fully understand what was going on. Um, you know, Bashad Breland was obviously not great at all. Um, and so I think – I know you all have Cam Dantzler on the list to break out. Um, I can see that as well. So I'm really excited to actually get to see him prosper in a new defense. Um, and then, you know, coming from the draft, I know a lot of Vikings fans, um, especially when that pick rolled around and we passed it up, especially to the Lions, were kind of wondering what was going on. Um, you know, I I was, you know, I when I when I saw that they picked uh, Lewis Seen, I honestly didn't know too much about Lewis Seen. Um, but then actually doing the research into him, I mean, I think he's going to pair great alongside Harrison Smith. Um, and going forward, I, I think if we can get in the top top 15, top 12, maybe, um, I think the offense is going to propel the, the team to be to be great. Yeah, it feels like if the defense can honestly just like be league average um, yeah. in terms of just like points and yardage wise, you know, I I think if if Hunter and and Zadarius Smith are healthy, well, they're going to have probably legitimately one of the better defensive fronts that can get after the quarterback and sack the quarterback and with their weakness at corner, you know, yeah, Pat P is past his prime, but serviceable cam Dantzler has played well, but also has just been kind of up and down his first two years in, in the league. And you don't really know how well that cornerback group is going to play. If Hunter and Zadarius Smith can be two guys that consistently get after the quarterback and make their lives hell. Well, that's just going to make everything on the defense a lot easier. And I, I think you're right. If, if they're between that, 15 to 12 range or even in you know the 20 to 15 range from a defensive standpoint they should 100 percent probably be in a playoff team because their offense should be cooking and if, if everyone's healthy so yeah I, I i just thought zimmer lost his fastball you know towards the last few years i was i was i was kind of a zimmer stan i wouldn't know if like i was on the front lines of it but i liked mike zimmer a lot but it, it was time you know at, at the at the fact that he couldn't coach defense anymore he kind of made the locker room all anxious and angry. It was time to go. And I, I hope he eventually surfaces again. He's been really quiet. these uh the last like four or five months. He's, he's been fired. So like, hey, I don't is, know what, what Zim's up to. What is he up to? What is he up to? I know. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've seen like pictures on Reddit and on Vikings Twitter of, 
you know, him hanging out with his grandkids, which is great. If that's, if, you know, he's unplugging from football for the first time in like 50 years of his life, great, uh, more power to him. Uh, but I, I think Ed Donatel, as it, can, as it can, goes to the 2022 Vikings, has a good little scheme here and they're switching things up and they're going to come up with unique ways to, to get after the quarterback. And yeah, the Vikings defense has to be uh, a lot better in 2022 if, the, if they're indeed uh, going to be a playoff team. You mentioned how you know a lot of fans were upset during the draft that they made those two trades. Obviously, the the Detroit one and then the second one with Green Bay. Did did those trades irk you at all? Like, or were you just kind of looking at the fact that the Vikings still got value, still got Lewis seen, still were able to accumulate more draft picks? How did how did those trades in the division sit with you? Yeah, I think at the time they definitely irked me, but seeing what we got out of it and Lewis seen and Andrew Booth too. Um, I mean, I'm okay with it for the time being. Um, you know, I, I think there was a lot made of maybe we go wide receiver and, you know, if that didn't happen early on, at least I think we got Jalen Naylor eventually, but um, they don't, they don't irk me like they used to. I think that's some general, general sentiment around a lot of people I've talked to as well. Um, at the time it was like, how did they do this? And now it's like, right. oh, all right, it's all right. You know, I, I don't ever hate it that much in, in like baseball. I think it gets like overblown in baseball a lot. Like, oh, we have to play that guy, you know, uh, 18 times a year. It's like, well, maybe you're playing another team's 148 times a year. Like th- those are the majority of the games. Yeah. I, I think, I think what from the fans scary standpoint is, uh, or their fear standpoint is, well, they also, the Lions, the Packers, that is like took wide receivers with those picks. So like they, they took skill position guys who could eventually like, burn the Vikings like for a long time you know I, I feel like if they took a tackle or if they took a linebacker or even like a running back like I don't think we would have that like, that big of a fear because they're not going to make like that big of an impact against the Vikings but there is like that little bit of Vikings I don't know if it's like perpetual fear of Jameis Williams just going to be like balling against the Vikings defense I don't trust Jared Goff but like I could see a scenario where eventually like he just blossoms and torches the Vikings defense and and that is that that is the thing that scares me but I, I I tend to agree with you. Like if it's the best value and the Vikings are still going to be better in the long run of it, make a trade in your division. Like it, it's it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not gonna not gonna ruin your season or your future years by any means. Um, Mac, before I ask you about your uh, favorite Vikings team, just a quick uh, reminder of the 3M Open, which is July 18th through the 24th at TPC Twin Cities here in Blaine. Uh, you can get your tickets at 3M.com slash tickets, 3MOpen.com slash tickets. Uh, kids 15 and under with a paid adult a ticket uh, get in for free. 3M.com slash tickets. Uh, I'm curious about your best Vikings team that you've ever seen, Max. So I, I didn't ask you how old you were. I became a Vikings fan, as uh, you probably have heard before, around like 2000. So 41 Donut was the first like conscious season that I remember. Um, and then I've seen some pretty good teams so far. I've seen some bad teams as well. So I'm curious, what is the best Vikings team that you have seen in your lifetime? Yeah, so you said you became a fan in 2000. I was born in 1997. So Okay. For, for how long I've been around, right, I think a lot of people would probably say 1998 would be the obvious answer. You know, Randy Moss, Chris Carter. Uh, but, you know, for the history that I actually remember, I would say 2009 uh, was the best team I've ever seen. And, you know, such an exciting, so exciting ride that year. You know, Brett Favre threw, I think, something like 33 touchdowns, um, like five or five to seven picks. I can't remember which Sydney Rice had, you know, over a thousand yards. Adrian Peterson had, I think 18 touchdowns, which was the best in his career. Um, so I think this team for me, and I know there's 2017, but I think this one for me is tough to top 
just with the talent. Um, you know, Jared Allen on the defense, um, I think he had something like 13 or 14 sacks. Um, and I mean, I think that team was almost destined for the Super Bowl. And, you know, they lost to the Saints with that uh, game winning kick. And I think the next year was the year that they actually changed the rule uh, to yeah. give both opportunity to give both teams the opportunity to score in overtime. So um, that was a little a little kick. But um, yeah, that one's that one's tough to top for me. I don't know um, if you feel the same way. Yeah, it's probably 09. I mean, you know, 2017 was random, right? Like that no one really saw that coming. And when you really just dissect how that team became 13 and three, you know, with case with case Keenum taking things over, they lost Dalvin cook after the first four games. Um, just things were so strange and everything kind of fell into place. And obviously the Minneapolis miracle, I think also kind of even heightens that season to a new degree. Like if they lost to the saints, do we look at that 13 and three team as a true, like legitimate team that was going to win the super bowl? Uh, 09 to your point was so much fun. Um, I know you were still pretty young at that time, but you were still like what you were 11, 12 years old. So like you were still like kind of gravitating towards that first real feel of being a Vikings fan. Um, so I know exactly what that feels like. And yeah, I, I thought when Brett Favre came here, same thing. I thought Super Bowl, and for him to throw across his body, I was just when he did it, and they obviously then to your point lost on the field goal. I wasn't sad, but I was just so mad i was like in and inside just and i was very quiet about the whole thing uh because they were obviously right there they had they outscored them out possessed them you know outgained them and horrible turnovers and a bad decision by brett Favre just absolutely shipwrecked their chance of going to the super bowl did you cry mac did you cry when you saw that happen i think i did shed at least a, a tear, tear? I, yeah. I, I i don't remember for sure but i know i was devastated yeah, I feel like in um, even in 2017, like I was just depressed. Like that was just such an ass kicking from Philadelphia. Like it was just it 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 wasn't fun, you know. It, that that did to, to get to lose like that was not fun. Like I would rather take honestly the 09 heartbreak of a, of an intense, close back and forth haymaker game over the drubbing that happened in Philadelphia. Uh, I would say yeah, 09s up there. You know what, what's what's so weird is. Like the 2018 Vikings on paper, you know, when Kirk's first year here was supposed to be so damn good. And they were, they were a top 10 offense. They were a top 10 defense. Like they, they had all the pieces, but they couldn't win the big game. They couldn't get themselves over the hump talent wise. Like that 2018 team does stack up with those other two teams, you know? And, and I know that might sound crazy that to was, compare Kirk to prime Brett Farr, but it was, those were two really good teams. That was tough. I was in Minnesota actually uh, watching the game with my late grandfather um, against the Bears, and all they had yeah. to do was to win at home, and they couldn't do it. And that was that was another tough moment. And against like a B squad Bears team, like if that was a really, and I know that Bears team won the division, but if if that Bears team who threw out all their slappies and the Vikings couldn't figure out a way to do it, I know their defense was still good, but like come on, yeah, that one that one stunk. I think that's like the first kind of black eye and unfortunate kind of like a precursor of the Kirk Cousins era, like can't win the big game, can't get over the hump, and here we are with just a playoff win. I mean, he deserves credit for that win over the Saints, but uh, still just one playoff win to show for it since he's come here. So hopefully 2022 is different. Hopefully this is a, a different I, I season mean, for the Vikes this Super year. Bowl, yeah, we just want to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's all we want to see, so I don't blame you. Uh, Mac, any uh, last shout-outs you want to give before we wrap up here on Vikings event line? Yeah, I think I, I want to shout-out my two brothers, uh, Duncan Campbell. Um, they're both huge Vikings fans as well. Duncan's a lot less optimistic than Campbell is. Campbell 
loves Kirk Cousins. He loved Mike Zimmer. Um, just optimism in every part of the Vikings organization. Um, but, you know, I love watching games with them and, and talking Vikings. Um, so, yeah, I just want to shout them out, and hopefully we can all see that Super Bowl before we die. Yeah, that's all we want. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm 30 years old at the end of the year, and uh, I know that's still a lot of young. A lot of other older fans were double my age. Judd, who's in his 50s, I've never seen one either. Just one. You know, we've seen Cubs win the World Series, right? We've seen random teams in, in the NFL. The Bengals, for God's sakes, got to the Super Bowl last year. Just please, one Super Bowl before we die. That's all we really ask for. Uh, Mac, thanks for so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Great Absolutely. Vikings takes. Come on during this season with uh, Mackie Judd and myself. We'll talk about it then. Uh, appreciate you, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I love the podcast. I'm going to listen every day. I continue to do that. <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you, Mac. Appreciate it. Vikings Ventline, hit me up. VikingsVentline at gmail.com if you want to join a future show. We'll be back on Monday.